We're born into our names, but we become family by heart. I'm Dustin Gruss, public speaker and family transition coach. When my wife and I found out in the beginning of 2016 that we weren't going to be able to have our own biological children just seven months into our marriage, we were shook. Little did we know what lied ahead through our journey of infertility, foster care, and where we are now having recently adopted our two beautiful boys. What we do know is every little bit of help we got along the way was priceless. And that's what we can expect with this podcast. Stories of inspiration and resources to lead you through that journey. From the heartbreak of infertility to the hope and blessings that come with foster care and adoption. We may have different stories, backgrounds, and names, but we're all family here. This is Family by Heart. What's going on, family? Welcome to another episode of Family by Heart. I'm your host, Dustin Gruss. It's so great to have you here for another episode, another new episode. Uh, And we're going to be hitting a nice string of new episodes. This is another solo one. I have some guests lined up for the next few, and I'm very excited about them. But uh, pretty much some things that went on this weekend that kind of got me thinking about what this this episode is going to be about. And uh, really this podcast is about all the many ways and types of families you can have. But with the nucleus of each family, you have the head of the house, the parents, or in some cases, the one parent, the single parent, or the single guardian or uh, provider, whatever you want to call it. And while caring for their dependents is obviously important, it is also equally important, if not more important, that the parents or the head of the house stay stay connected to each other and or themselves. We can't pour into others from an empty cup. That's a saying that I'm sure you've heard before that, you know, there's the other belief that, you know, the analogy of being on an airplane and the action mask drop from the ceiling and you're supposed to put yours on first before you can help somebody else. And so again, you can't pour into someone else from an empty cup. So you can't pour into your kids, your being a, a, a better pet, or even if you don't have fur babies or kids at all, you can't really pour into your spouse without filling your cup first. And it's important, I think, for us as parents or partners to make sure that we are filling our cups first and being a example for our kids. Because if we are teaching our kids that they must be true to themselves, that we want them to have fun and create experiences and enjoy life, then we must do that as well to be a model for them to follow that. And while my wife and I, we have good friends and family that give us date nights um, where we get to enjoy sometimes 
to ourselves without the kids. Um, while we love our kids, it's good for us to have that time together because if you're not spending that time together, you're going to grow apart. If you're not spending time investing in your relationship, I don't know how many marriages you hear that are dissolving or getting divorced after 18, 20, 22, 24, 26 years of marriage because suddenly they're empty nesters. The kids have grown up and gone on to college, gone on to live their lives. And the couples realize that they don't know each other anymore. They don't know who they are and they didn't take the time to work on themselves, both as individuals as well as a couple. They didn't take that time to put into their marriage still. And you got to make sure you're taking that time to put into your marriage and keep things fresh, to keep things uh, intimate, keep them interesting, keep them exciting, and that you're not just becoming roommates with your spouse. You want to make sure that there is still a marriage foundation and that there is love there for the kids to see and excitement and life and fun and adventure. So while, again, while our friends and family have been amazing and given us uh, time to ourselves to go out on dates here and there, we have, again, our Love Box family from Cleveland Angels. They've given us time to go out and have dates. Um this weekend, as I was mentioning earlier, that really drew this episode out of me. We went to a wedding, sans kids, without the kids. And that was something different. It was something special about it. Um, and it was the first wedding we've gone to since pre, okay, second wedding we've gone to since before. COVID since really we've had the kids started doing the foster and adoption thing. Well, let me clarify. We were fostering uh, our first placement when I was able to go to one of my best friend's wedding uh, down in Southern Ohio, but my wife stayed home with the kids. I was the best man. So I, so I obviously went and fulfilled my duties there and gave a speech and all that. But my wife stayed home with the kids and it was tough being away from her for that. Um, and then last year we went to another wedding. Um, first one since COVID and that one though, we took the kids and our oldest, he was the ring bearer. Um, and it was adorable and fun. But we had the kids there. So instead of getting to en just enjoy all the things that there were with the wedding, um, we had to constantly keep our eye out for the kids. We had people willing to help and play with kids because, you know, you had, you know, uh, a toddler and an infant pretty much at that stage. Anyone's happy to hold an infant, especially when he was happy as our youngest is. Um, but you're still kind of keeping an eye out like, wait, who is that holding my kid? Who, who, you know, why 
do I not know that person that's holding my child? And where is the person that I know that handed it to me to that person? Like, okay, are they doing things they're not supposed to? Where did they go? It, you know, so going to a wedding this weekend without the kids was a chance for us to just relax, take a deep breath. And then there was something more too. It was a chance for us to dress up, which we really haven't done, you know, minus, you know, me having a speaking gig here and there. Um, and occasion here or there for her, but it was like for wedding, you were really like you're dressing to the nines, even though it was a, an outdoor wedding, it was 90 degrees. Um, I still got fully suited up and my wife found a beautiful dress to wear and we both just looked awesome she looked amazing and i did not hesitate to tell her and i i'm telling her again now she's listening to this babe you looked incredible and then as we're sitting there watching the ceremony watching one of my favorite things to do is watch the groom when he first sees his bride coming down the aisle and see the motion come over him because I know I was told I was an ugly crier. I, when I saw Leanne coming down the aisle, I was just weeping uncontrollably. And it was, I guess, not my finest looking moment, but you know what? It's all for love. So, but seeing them there, then hearing their story um, told in different ways hearing some of the speeches and just the blessings of the marriage and the prayers over the marriage and all that. Like you just feel yourself back there with your wife, with your spouse, with your partner to the day that you, you got together, that you officially got married and it was incredible. It was, it was something special. So just seeing my wife, dress that way and, and, and being at this wedding and not having to worry about chasing kids around and just being able to enjoy being surrounded by love. And, and that kind of love was, was something special. So being in that environment made me think about, okay, like we need to stay connected in our marriage because while I do not feel in any way that my wife and I have just become roommates, um, when you have kids, especially little kids in your house, you sometimes lose focus on your marriage. It's, and again, we've had amazing people giving us time to have date nights and everything. But even then you are on those date nights, you are still thinking about, okay, well, we'll go have dinner, but let's go run this errand without them let's go pick this up because we don't have to worry about taking the kids around let's get the kids something like you know it, how soon till we have to go get the kids it's still a lot of kids being in part of that at least in uh your side view or at least the back of your mind like you know the kids are still part of the priority so being able to just be there with my wife and be connected and and just have a good time, be surrounded by love. It was some special. So I wanted to focus on an episode um, on how to help make sure you stay connected with 
your partner with your with your spouse and again we've been doing things um we trade date nights with uh, some close friends of ours were they're the godparents of our kids and we're the godparents of their kids and so we've been trading date nights where we'll watch each other's kids while the other couple goes out and and we've unknowingly been kind of doing the same things where either one of us will come up with questions to ask our spouse, um, the questions that we might not know and to kind of just learn more about each other, even after several years of marriage. Or, um, I know like they are taking turns planning the date and not really telling each other what it is till they're like getting ready for it. So that's been pretty cool. Um, so it's just, making sure that we are staying connected. And after being at this wedding um, and feeling sparks differently than I have in a while, like I know it's things that I want to make sure I'm connecting with my wife in more intentional ways than I have before. And so I wanted to share with you, uh, especially the, the couples, uh, the power couples that are leading the house and leading their family by heart, making sure that they are the heart of the family, that they are staying connected. And so here are some ways for you to stay connected to your partner. First of all, we're over physical touch. Um, make it a point to kiss, hug, or snuggle your spouse. Every day could be in the morning, could be in the evening as you're getting ready for bed, could be as you head out the door for work or one of you heads out the door for work, kiss each other, hug each other, hold on to each other a little bit longer than you normally would. Um, and just have that physical touch, keep that physical connection alive and, um, there's something to be said about that connection with someone when you are physically contacted with them. Um, there, it just creates a bond, a chemistry with them. So make sure you have that physical touch with them in that sense. Um, hold hands as you go for a walk. Even if you have the kids go with you, go on a walk as a family and still hold hands. And, you know, if the kids see you holding hands and they want to hold hands, have them on the outside. Sure, you can put them in the middle and swing them a few times, but make sure that you are holding hands and connect that way as well. Um, dance with your partner. Have impromptu dance parties in the kitchen as you're getting dinner ready um, or even as you're getting ready for bed or maybe the kids have gone to bed. Know when's the last time that you danced to your song? You had a song that you guys chose for your wedding, or you have a song that you've shared with each other, or maybe there's a new song now that makes you think of your partner. Dance with them to it. Make it a new memory. Have that closeness together um, and dance to a song. And because, you know, most songs are. At least three minutes long, 
That's three minutes of connection with your spouse where you're just in each other's arms and listening to powerful words and lyrics or just beautiful music that does something to your soul. And another way of physical touch, sex. Need I say more? All right, let's move on to how to mentally connect with your spouse or reconnect with them. Read the same books, watch the same shows or movies, and discuss. It could be books on marriage. It could be books on current events. It could be a biography, autobiography. Um, pick shows of common interest. Pick something they haven't seen before. My wife and I have watched Friends over and over and over, How I Met Your Mother over and over and over. She has her shows she watches over and over. But try something new. And even if you don't get to, you're not gonna, you're probably not gonna read the book to to one another, although you could. But. You're going to read the book on your own time. However, with shows and movies, even if it's you don't you can't watch it together, if you have to watch it separate times for whatever reason with your schedule, um, still pick something that you both would watch so you can discuss it later. Whether it's five ten minutes before bed, whatever it may be, but find something of common interest that you can learn more mentally about the way your partner thinks. So books, shows, movies, make sure you're connecting with them through that form. Pray or meditate together. Um, this is going to help you get on the same wavelength. You know, if you pray together or pray, take turns praying over one another, you will hear and learn more about the way your partner thinks, things that might be on their mind that they didn't really express beforehand or things that they want for you or are hopeful for you or things that they just pick up on that you don't realize to pick up on because you they're praying over you. And if you don't like praying out loud, still just taking that time together, just in silence, it's still going to help get you connected on the same wavelength. So pray together, meditate together, just time together to get you on the same wavelength and just kind of find that calm. Um, my wife and I do the Lord's Prayer together every morning. And, you know, it's just a nice start to our morning knowing that it's okay. We've, we're getting ourselves into a wavelength to a kind of same space before we head off into our own days. And knowing that we're not only connecting with each other, but we're connecting with the Lord. So take a class together. Could be online, could be. Uh, at a community college, could be at a library, but take a class together where you're both learning the same thing. But again, you might have 
different insights about it. It could be a cooking class, could be um, some kind of vocation, could be some kind of shop class, painting, art, whatever it may be. But take a class together and, and, and learn ways that you will connect, but also how you complement each other as well in the classes. So take a class together. I think it'd be kind of fun. Um, teach them how to do something. Maybe you have a gift or skill that they don't in particular have. Um, teach them how to do something that they might not know how to otherwise. Um, and, you know, don't be a brat about it. Don't teach them, well, this is how you really load the dishwasher. This is how you're supposed to do the laundry. No, like teach them how to change the oil in the car. Teach them how to make, uh, you know, a birdhouse. Teach them how to make something out of wood. You know, just teach them how to bake a cake, whatever it may be. Like teach one another a skill and just connect that way. Another way to mentally connect sex. Moving on. Uh, emotionally connecting with your partner. Give a sincere compliment and communicate how much your partner means to you. Do this often and intentionally. Um, because, and, and it's awesome to do it in the morning, set them off in a positive mood. Um, or another fun thing to do is send them the compliment and how much you're looking forward to seeing them before they leave to come home. Tell them how much you're excited to see them come home. And uh, just make it powerful, make it special. Make it meaningful to them. Um, you can also surprise them with something. That being, you know, a, a gift, something that you saw reminded you of them, maybe a, a favorite candy or treat of theirs. Um, flowers, whatever, maybe just surprise them. Stop into their office and or work or drop something off. Send them a telegram. Well, I don't know about telegrams. I don't know where that came from. A singing telegram, maybe. I don't know. Send them flowers to the work, whatever it may be. But do something nice for them and surprise them with something. You can also recreate and reminisce about a special time. Recreate your first date together. Uh, recreate the first time you saw each other. Reminisce about the first time you told each other, I love you. Uh, reminisce about any kind of event that really was meaningful to you. Reminisce about the time that something devastating to you happened and how they were there for you, the way they showed up for you. I think that's pretty powerful. So recreate and reminisce those special moments. Uh, plan a getaway together. If you have uh, family or friends that are willing to 
take the kids or watch the pets for a day or two, plan a special night. You don't have to go far. Go to a local hotel or go to the nearest big city and stay in a hotel overnight there and just have a night out on the town or a night in. Whatever it may be, but plan a getaway together or a staycation even if you get someone to watch kids and you don't want to go far. Stay home, but take some special time to connect emotionally. And lastly, have I mentioned sex? There's definitely some connection with that when you can emotionally connect through sex. It, it was created by God. It's going to connect you in more ways, multiple ways. So do it. You can do it. So those are some of the physical, mental, and emotional ways that you can connect with your partner. Now, what about as individuals within the team or the single parent or solo lead? It's important for you to stay connected with yourself as well. My wife gives me time each month to get away for a few hours and work or play or rest or however I need without interruption. I've used my time to go see a movie that I know she wouldn't normally care to see um, or to work on family by heart or step up to greatness. Um, I've used it to just go work out or go be in nature and rest and or even just go like to my parents house and take a nap. I mean, whatever you need, like find ways to stay connected to yourself. If there are shows that you like that your spouse doesn't like or that you can't watch with your kids, watch it when you have that time to yourself. Like, and that's big too. Again, if you are the solo lead of the house, you know, finding, make sure you carve out time for yourself to do these things. Cause that is so important that you take time for yourself. And especially if you are a foster parent, make sure you speak with your agency about respite care because there are uh, people out there that are licensed in foster care just to be respite parents where you can take the kids for over there for a day or two so you can get some rest and relaxation um, and charge your battery back up or you have your alternate caregivers or special people that can watch the kids for you so make sure you take that time for yourself to recharge your battery and those things again read books get massages go to spas go be with nature you know read books write in a journal to stay connected to really what's going on in your head and your heart um I mean, these are just some of the, the simple things of that you can do to stay connected, but so many of us, we don't do them. 
you know, there's times where I absolutely work on the things that I feel like I want to need to. Um, a lot of times I am up latest in the house and I want to get things done, but sometimes my body just needs to veg out. I just need to sit and watch TV or sit and read. And so I do it. So find what works for you and whatever can recharge your battery the best and make sure you do it and that you're taking care of yourself and you're staying connected with yourself. And make sure you find those friends and family members that you can count on, that you can rely on, that can have that connection with the kids where you don't have to, kids or fur babies, that you don't have to worry about them while you're gone, that you can focus on you. Because there are people out there that are willing to help. So make sure you find those people. Um, and that you connect with you because again, whether you are solo or you're part of a team, you can't pour into your kids. You can't pour into your pet, can't pour into your marriage if your cup is empty. So make sure you are doing the things for you to stay connected. Make sure you're doing the things for your marriage to stay connected. And make sure you are setting that example for your kids and that you are giving your pets, if that is your kids, the best parents that they can have and the best example of what love truly is. Because there's all kinds of different families, single parent, married parent, just fur parents. I mean, it, I don't know about fur parents. Your kids are fur babies. But there's so many different types of families. But the main thing is that the head of the family is the heart of the family. And you have to be strong and be able to set examples and lead with love. Because whether your kids are born to you biologically, you fostered, adopted, or whatever. We were born into our names, but we become family by heart. If you have suggestions on ways to stay connected to your spouse or stay connected with yourself, I would love to hear them. Dustin at stepuptogreatness.com or on Instagram, family by heart pod. That's going to be it for this one. Tune in next week for all new episode. Stay true, fam. Love y'all.